Hello, and welcome to the Diaspora Chiefs Podcast. We love having you here. This show is for ambitious Africans and Caribbeans in the diaspora who want to start, grow, and scale their business. And it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, high income skills, and know-how on all things digital to create the best lifestyle for you and your family. We know that you have it in you. And now, let's get started with the Diaspora Chiefs host, Victor Osio. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Diaspora Chiefs podcast. Today, I have a phenomenon in this, in, in, in this show right now. This guy, you cannot believe he's so, he's an enigma, kind of, because you wouldn't even believe. But I will allow you to hear his story. His name is Kinsley Joma. He's from Nigeria. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's going to the Olympics. He's going to the Olympics. So we have an Olympian. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome, Kinsley Ijoma. Uh, thank you very much, Victor. <laughs> thank you. I am so I'm so happy to be on your on your podcast. Thanks for, for having me. Great, 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 Kinsley. You 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 have a, you have an amazing story. So I would like us to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. All right. So uh, last uh, in October, I qualified for the Paralympics. Um, so I'm starting from the very end, and I will work my way uh, towards it. Um, when I was very young, when I was a nine months old baby, I had polio and polio affected both, both legs. So I had to use crutches to walk and I used wheelchair for long distance as well. And as time went on, as a child growing up uh, in Lagos, I still did everything with my friends, like playing football and I'll be the goalkeeper uh, or you know, be the ref. So I've, I've always been active and doing things in my, in my own way. And I've never seen my disability as something that prevented me from doing things. I just saw it as a way of doing things differently. Uh, fast forward years later, we moved uh, from, uh, from Lagos to, to London. And then I started, I, I started working as a computer programmer. Years later, I, I was living in a place called Warwick in the Midlands. And I wanted something doing just to keep active. And I decided to join a rowing club uh, in Warwick. And that's how, that's how the whole journey started. So I would go out and I would row in the evenings and row uh, in the weekend just for fun uh, to see, you know, just to have something doing. And gradually, uh, I started competing in local competitions and regattas. Uh, I started going to international competitions. And um, one day I was called uh, to, to join the, the GB rowing uh, team, uh, development squad for the, for the Paralympics. And then I was scouted by our own country, my own country of birth, Nigeria, and you know, started training remotely and competing for and representing Nigeria. And in October uh, this year, 2019, I qualified for the, for the Paralympics. Wow, that is, that, that is a powerful story. You might mention that you were born in Nigeria and um, uh-huh. you were diagnosed when you were nine years old. Can you remember mm-hmm. how does that actually make you interact with everyone in the society? Yeah. So, of course, I have no memory of that, of that period, but I remember from what my parents said, you know, so as a, as a baby, 
I actually walked when I was nine, I was eight months. Uh, so I was the, the, the fastest to walk in the family. And then uh, on my, on, you know, when I was nine months old, I became very sick and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They just know if they put me down to sit, uh, to sit me down, I would just fall back down. I refused to stand on my legs and I just kept crying and crying. So they started driving around, going to different hospitals and trying to diagnose the issue. So they realized it was, it was polio. And the earliest memories I have of myself as a child was always like watching, um, studying people walk. And I think I must have been maybe, you know, seven, eight years old. And I was seeing people stand. I started learning. I was thinking to myself, okay, I thought it was a learning difficulty. You know, I thought it was something that I had to learn how to do. And gradually, I, I figured out how to stand unaided. And that was like my first uh, challenge, the first thing I can say I, I passed, you know, an obstacle. And growing up, you know, I carried on uh, being active and carried on uh, learning from everyone else around me. I don't think that I saw much, you know, disability in myself. I just saw the process of getting better as opposed to I am disabled and therefore I can't do X, Y, Z. So work, I wanted to do something that would make me some money. So, you know, learning to become a computer programmer was the, the route I chose. And that, you know, had nothing to do with disability. You just, you just use your mind and you use your hands to type. And, and it just went from there, really. Yeah. Yeah. So was, the, was, was this because I can just feel a sense of this very positive mindset, this strong mental ability that you've got. So was there any particular input from your family or support from your family? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Family are always supported. Oh, yeah. You know, moms are... Are just brilliant, especially when it comes to uh, moms who have uh, children with disability. So my mom was a huge, huge, huge inspiration uh, for me, and my family, my brothers, my sisters. Uh, the support has always, always been there, and they've always seen me as being very active. You know, so you know, I used to play wheelchair basketball uh, years back, and I've always sort of been that person where you know. I don't know. The, the idea for me is to be the best version of yourself. And uh, being disabled meant that, okay, what is the best version that I can be, regardless of uh, what my disability is? So if I wanted to play, uh, be active in sport, then I have to find a sport I have to do. If I have to go to the gym to get fit, then I have to go to the gym and get fit. None of those things are... Uh, disabilities. Going to the gym is the mental state of mind. I have to get up at this time and I have to go there and I have to do this and I have to come back and I have to do something else. So, they, they, you know, disabilities never stop me from getting up in the morning and being active. Yeah, because the thing is, most, most even people that can walk, see, the bottom line is this mental disability that's what really messes people up. Not yeah. any form of being physical, financial, yes. or spiritual, but mostly... Absolutely. Yeah, mostly the mental aspect that really messes us up. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. why did you why why rowing in the first place? <laughs> you know, that's a question because 2012, uh London uh, um, Olympics, Paralympics, I to me, rowing hadn't even entered into my my radar. I, I it wasn't even a thing at all. 
I found myself in the Midlands, outside of the hustle and bustle of London, and then I found I had a stratan. That was literally it, you know? And I thought, okay, I have this extra time. My, my commute from work to home was like five minutes, you know? So I thought, okay, what can I do uh, to keep myself busy, entertained, and to, you know, just to do stuff? And there was a rowing club uh, that was in Stratford-upon-Avon, uh, which wasn't far from where I lived. So I went there uh, just to see uh, what they had. In fact, before I went there, I was invited to a dinner uh, by, the, by somebody who was a member of the rowing club. So I went there for dinner, and a lot of the people on the table uh, thought I was already a rower. You know? So they kept saying to me, oh, yeah, you have very broad shoulders, you, know, you look athletic and all that stuff. And, and I had to explain to them that, no, 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 I'm actually disabled, because when people see you sitting down, they can't tell. You know? So I, I took the crutches on shit, I said, no, I'm disabled, and uh, I'm not a rower. Because in my mind, rowing is something that you do with you know, your whole body, especially your legs involved. You know? So one of them then said to me that, you know, uh, there's um, uh, a para-rowing team in so-and-so club in Stratford-upon-Avon, you know? And I, that's, 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 that was it. And I, just saying that, I thought, oh, I wonder what that means. So I went to the club uh, the following weekend just to try it out. And that was it. I was blown away. Just being, uh, being out on the water on your own, it was so, the clarity was just incredible. You're just in your own thoughts, your own element. And I, I, I was, it, was, it was for me, it was almost like discovering how to, to walk but on, on the water, you know? It, it was magical. And competition hadn't even come into my mind at this point. It was just this is fantastic feeling of just being out in nature this way. So I went back uh, the following weekend and signed up properly. And I, I just started training and just, you know, just for fun and rowing with the, the other members of the club. And I was the only um, uh, adaptive or para rower uh, in the club. So you know, they, I had a coach given to me and, <laughs> and they were trying to figure these things out, you know. <laughs> the political correctness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to cater yeah. for everybody. Yeah, they don't want to offend you or say something that yeah. you might get, like, if you're bad. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people will say, uh, I am disabled or I'm an ethnic minority and I don't want to go into this place because what I haven't said, and I'm sure everyone has probably inferred is I was the only black person in the club. Mm-hmm. I was the only disabled person in the club. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so the, the, I would have just said, okay, there's no equipment for me. There's not, it wasn't designed for me. It's not fully accessible for me. And there's no coach speci- um, who's specialized for me. But that wasn't the case. Uh, a coach was made available. And together we learned how to make it work. Because everybody's disability is different. You know, so we had to find one. We need a boat uh, that I could use because able-bodied rowers they sit um, on a seat that slides forward. Okay, they go back and forth. And uh, adaptive or para, para para rowers, we row on a fixed seat, okay. so you use your upper body more than an able-bodied would use. 
where you rock back and forth. Um, you can, I'll put the video up on uh, legostotokyo.com and you can okay. see an example of, of, of what, what Roman looks like for an adaptive robot. So, so they made all the provisions uh, for me there and, and that's, that's how I, I, I started. And I've moved out of the Midlands now, but they've carried on, they have uh, 15 um, uh, adaptive rowers now. So the program carried on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, for, just, just for you being in that uh, yeah. Midlands yeah. and just taking yeah. on action. Yeah. yeah, just by going there and attempting to row yeah. and then making provisions. You know, so there is is grown, is grown you, since then. You've inspired more fifteen people to take yeah. up the, the sports. <laughs> yeah, in that particular club. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Wow. That's that's that just incredible. See, we are in presence of a legend right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 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 why so why the Olympics? What 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 are the qualifications? Why the Olympics? Oh, man. So. Okay, I'm gonna be a bit funny, but. If the, the Olympics is easy, <laughs> okay? The hard bit is Paralympics, okay? Okay. Because the Olympics are people using, you know, their full body, your able-bodied, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest muscle in your, in your, your body is your, your legs, and you're using it to row. Try just using your arms, right? Oof. That is hard. And, and we're doing it over the same distance. So this is two kilometers. Whether you're rowing with just your arms or you're rowing with your arms and your legs, we're doing two kilometers. And when I tell you it is painful, I mean it is hard, all right? So yes, you know, Olympians are, are great, you've made it, but Paralympics is hard. Because <laughs> sometimes when I train, I asked uh, my able-bodied rower friends, you know, to, to, to row against me, you know, just to push me on. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get them to row with just their arms. And <laughs> you know, so they feel the pain, you know. So oh, why, why, why the Paralympics? That was the only, the only path. So when I started rowing, I was rowing for fun as a way to feel in my, my spare time, all right? Mm -hmm. So that was going good. And then we had to do Oxford regatta, uh, you know, rowing competition. So I represented my, my local club. Okay. And that was my, my first uh, intro into the world of competitions. All right. So I won that first one and, and I just caught that bug. And then the more you race, the more you do these competitions, the more, you have to look for the next thing, the next thing. And the, for me, it got to the point where I've raced throughout you know, uh, England, and then I represented England in the uh, home internationals against Wales and Scotland. And then I won, I won that one. And then we, we had to go international to race in Boston. And once you get you know, that progression, the highest uh, you know, challenge becomes the Paralympics. For everyone who rows, <clears throat> the Olympics and the Paralympics is like the pinnacle, the very top, uh, where you, you, you compete against like-minded people, but from different countries, people who have sacrificed the same, if not more, uh, than yourself. So it was a natural, um, you know, uh, it was a natural track for me. 
it just happened one i didn't uh pick up rowing and say i'm, I'm going to the paralympics it was never ever that but it was just something that just kept building on and building on and building on yeah because just because just um just by saying the paralympics Mm-hmm. See, it's not it's not a main feat to what was the mindset what why how did you and how long did it take you to like like you say okay yeah. um from you say from lagos to tokyo so how yeah. long did it take you to make making a decision is easy yeah but sticking to it yeah it's another thing so how did you oh. stick to this oh yeah all right so yeah, that's a very, very good question. A very difficult one to answer because everyone that I know who, uh, all the rowers I know, are like, uh, they, they, just, they just made of something completely different. They're so driven, so driven. Um, I go to the rowing club at uh, 6 a.m. and the parking spaces are filled up, you know? And these are people who are going to work after. Um, so the dedication is, is there. Is, is something about rowing, um, adrenaline, uh, that just pulls you in. Because, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, is trying to be the, be the best version of yourself. And when you find rowing, rowing gives you a way of measuring, truly measuring that, you know, it's an endurance sport, you know. So you sit on this machine uh, when you're training and you pull as hard as you can. And maybe, you know, you, you die after uh, one minute. And then you say to yourself, okay, that's it. I'm coming back tomorrow and I'm going to go for one minute and 20 seconds. And then you just keep going and you keep going. And it's not just you. On the same training, you have like 20 people to your right, you know, and they're all doing the same thing. You're all pushing forward. So the mindset for me was the minute I did my first competition, that was it. I just knew uh, that I just wanted more medals and I, I just wanted to, uh, to push that barrier. And, and also I'm fully aware that you know, there's only one life and youth only comes once. So there's a, there will be a period where my body would never produce what it could produce yesterday. So I would love to be able to look back and say, this is what I achieved. This is how far I pushed myself. And I know this is how far I could go. Um, and and that's, that's what has driven me to now. The actual process itself is, is something completely different uh, on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's just daily grind. Did you, did, you, did, you, did you have to like train for like four years, five years, two years? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I've, been, I've been on this journey for five years. Yeah, for five years. But I, look, I was looking at um, uh, an interview that I did for Ascot's newspaper, uh, 2016. I was just yesterday where I was saying that I'm, I'm training to try and qualify for the 2020 uh, you know, Paralympics. And then it was so far off. And the process of qualifying is, is very rigorous. So it's a, a daily grind you know, of covering... Uh, like 20 kilometers a day. Yeah, I'm very interested uh, in the process. What's the process yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically, uh, for me, on a day-to-day basis, I have to do 20 kilometers a day. And, and that is uh, strength, speed, and endurance. 
So speed is just, you know, intervals. I don't know if you've ever used a rowing machine before, but... I tried them in the gym, but they're, yeah. not, they're not that friendly, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so speed is where you go as fast as you can, and then you do it over and over and over and over, just to get your body to, to get into that state where, you know, the last 200 meters of a, of a race, you can sprint, you know, and then you have the endurance work where we do long distance so that's one hour uh sort of time sitting on on the and training there um uh, the food is pretty you know regimented so even if you don't feel hungry you have to eat you have to you know put that carbohydrate into your body uh to give you the energy because rowing kind of leans you out so you don't want to to become too lean because then you lose the, the power but you also don't want to become too muscly because you need the flexibility so there's yeah. that fine balance uh in between um but uh but it's a lot of work um and six days a week i train um i'll be in avish in in portugal uh in february because it's getting colder now so we'll be more indoor training but i would need to go out to a hot uh, location so i can be on the water as well so usually it will be six days on the water and um, some also land land training involved. So one day one day rest a week. Oh yeah, I can say cool, but <laughs> man, that is that is so that is so. So um, when when you where was this um, the qualification? Where did it happen? How did it happen? How did you take the news? Oh yeah, so it happened uh, in Tunisia in in October. So leading up, this, it was it was the most uh, nervous I've ever been because everything like we're just saying five years of training has led up to this you know so uh, two years before uh, 2020 you sort of know okay this is what I'm going for I'm stepping up all my training stepping up everything everything is on hold literally everything is on hold you have um, a, a strong team behind you so the nerve was there because everybody knew where you're going. It's like you're going for a job interview and your <laughs> entire family knows <laughs> you know you're going to do this job interview. And not only that, they're depending on you to actually get this job, right? And if you don't, you messed it up. It's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. <laughs> so, so that's how it felt for me. Like the, my whole family, the whole community of rowing, my, my followers on Instagram, everybody knew okay, this is what he's going for. And if he qualifies, then he's going to Tokyo. If he doesn't qualify, then someone else is going to Tokyo. He's not going to Tokyo. So on the, on the, the, the race, so we, we have you know, the, the heat, and then we have uh, rapid charge and a, and, a, and a final. I was, on the final race, I was, it's never happened to me before. When, when you're, on, on lined up to race, you're on your own, and everything is quiet. The wind is blowing. This Tunisia, it was it was you know quite windy, and the water was very very choppy, very. And all I kept thinking is, no matter how strong you think you are, anyone can actually uh, make a mistake, and anyone can have this. So it's no longer you know, basically it wasn't anyone's to take home. You know, anyone could win, anyone could lose. And 
the, the, your mind, everything you've been training for, starts flashing back, flashing. And I remember just thinking to myself, row your best race. Just concentrate on your own lane. Do what you've trained up to this point. And about 200 meters to the finish, and I, I saw I was, I was ahead, um, ahead of Sudan and ahead of, of Tunisia. And I just thought, okay, that's it. You know, if I can just keep this momentum going, you know, 200 meters sounds like a very short distance, but oh my goodness, it was the most painful finishing ever. Yeah, so when I qualified, and uh, my Nigerian coaches were, were there screaming and shouting, the athletes, it was, it was amazing. And to also to do it in Africa, oh, it was, it was, it was insane. I loved it. Yeah. Because the thing is, we don't we don't really get too many Paralympic Paralympians from, or don't not to my limited knowledge in the in this aspect or in this arena. So yeah, we, we don't really get them being celebrated or being talked about like other sports. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that that would become something that would change, um, because anyone who makes it into the Paralympics sports in general, in my eyes, they've already won. Because you have to you have to battle so much to actually get there. You know? Um, and people who have uh pains, especially um you know, people who've been to war and lose a limb and you know and have phantom pains and all different types of disabilities that have different you're not even allowed to take any medication you know any Seriously? So, yeah yeah because it could be seen as um enhancement you know to your performance so to me they've already won uh they have to cope with so much more and and, and the fact that you're pushing uh less muscle group to do the same type of job uh, that everybody is also doing or athlete is doing. To me, you've already won. Um, so it needs to be celebrated more um, all over all over the world. And it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, because this is this is this is huge for, for us. This is huge for me. This is huge for for Nigeria. This is not it's not just your family now. This is huge for mm-hmm. the whole of Africa because um, you're representing the whole of Africa right now. Yes, so only one boat could qualify. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is it. So we, we definitely have one boat uh, that will be representing uh, the entire continent of Africa uh, in the Paralympics, which will be the first in history. You know, so to make it even uh, even better, it's not. I, I don't want to just show up, and, and you know, I want to come back with a medal. So. Um, that that is what I'm pushing. I'm pushing for. So, in ranking in the whole world, I am eighth, number eight in the world. But that is, you know, from uh, let's say from October. Okay. So from a couple of months ago. So since qualifying, I've stepped up everything. Everything I stepped up. But to to get into that top three. I have to do what the top three are doing. So top three are people who are athletes full-time. They are lottery fund uh, sponsored. What they do from morning till night is train, 
recover, train, recover, train, recover. So, and that's what your body needs. It needs to go through that shock, that process, so that the abnormal could become normal. You don't just wake up one day and break records, you know? So um, uh, to do that, I, I strongly believe that I can do it. I know for a fact that I'm built for it, you know? Uh, at the moment, what I do is uh, I, I still work as a software developer, you know? So I train, I recover, I work, I train, I recover, I work, you know? So, and so how, I do get you, how do we get you to the top three now? To get to the top three, basically, is I need sponsors, right? I need the exposure. And that would allow me to, uh, to pay for uh, coaching sessions and to pay for uh, the time to just train. Um, so the Paralympics is, is in August 2020. Oh, yeah. I was about to ask you that. What is the time frame? Um, yeah. So it's in August 2020. So I've got, uh, let's say, six months of, of from now of solid training to get myself uh, into that uh, medal-winning uh, position. And and that, that's my that's my my next goal now is just to is just to get the exposure and to get uh, funded. Yeah, because the thing is, you have you have over a billion people behind you. Indeed. Yeah, you have some over a billion people behind you. So um, we will take this to the ends of the world from, from where's it called? From the North Africa to South <laughs> Africa and uh, from East to West, even in the yeah, middle of Africa. We have to sing this song and make sure that you actually get to the top three. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, how are we going to do that now? Um, we'll do something, we'll just do something that um, it's going to be easy for everyone to be, to be part of this because according to Rose from Africa, it takes, um, it takes a village to raise a child. So it's going to take, it's going to take all of us to push you to the top three and um, give you some break from work. So if it's six months, we can give you from work. Fine. Fair enough. But you need to actually, if this is what you actually want, we need to support that. Yep. You've already mm -hmm. done the job. You are already a winner. It's just to take, um, just to take Africa to the next step, not just you. Absolutely. Yeah. And this will make, open up so much doors for so many countries, you know, uh, rowing wise. And uh, I mean, people with disability are just incredible all over uh, the world. And, if we can do this and the world will take note of this and the world rowing federations will take note of this and some investing and some uh, publicity can go into uh, a lot of African countries to, to build up um, our sports. So Nigeria is not known for, for rowing, you know, football, music, entertainment, movies, yeah? But we can change that. We can we can grow that, and that's that's something that I'm trying to do is to raise that that awareness. Uh, qualifying for the Paralympics is for me is half of the job done. The full dream now is make it count. We don't want to just go there and say we showed up. We want to go there and say we won. We did something. And I feel like my my history in rowing, you know, you know, from from loving the sport to competing and winning and consistent and being consistent in the winning
there is something there. The, the skill, the natural skill is there. What I want to do between now and August 2020 is, is to maximize the, the potential by, by putting in that work that's needed um, and doing exactly what uh, the top people are doing and are doing them. And you know, to do that, I definitely, definitely need uh, everyone behind. And that push is, would, would make all the difference, basically. 100% uh, make the difference. Um, but but yeah, it's an it's, a, it's an exciting journey, and I'm I'm very I'm very privileged because I know this is a huge privilege. It's not uh, something that you know I got through. Uh, you know, it's, so it's not something I got through planning. It, it's, it's almost like <laughs> it, it, it's almost like an anointing, you know, because so many things happened randomly to put me. in. I didn't go searching for this. You know, it's, 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 it happened almost like a miracle. And I, I want to make sure that I, we, I, I'm prepared. If we, if we walk into your family now and they say, um, who, is the, who is the athlete in the family? Would they, who, who, who? I know. <laughs> exactly. If we, yeah, if you think about that. Yeah, so, so I'm from a big family and uh, everyone, I'm, you know, the one with the disability, you know. So if you, if you asked us, you know, so who's going to be an athlete in this family? The person whose hand will not go up is me. You know, because I didn't see that. So I was never, it was never in my, my, my mind. So I didn't let disability stop me. I still, you know, you know, participated with my friends when they play football and stuff. But I didn't have this dream, you know, that I'm going to become an athlete. And it just happened almost like it was meant to be. And I, I would hate to not be prepared when the time calls. So that's, that's between now, I want to be prepared. Because as an athlete, you, there's no one you could blame. You can't, you know, in a race say, like, I lost the race because the weather on my lane wasn't better than, it was worse than the lane next to me. You know, I have, preparation has to meet opportunity and has to meet time. You know, so uh, that preparation is, is, is something that I need from people and everything else I can put in. And we can see that you've you, you you've proven that over time and time again that you can actually you can actually put your mind to stuff and make it happen. So, um, so um, for these regards, um, the support from over one billion people who I'm counting on right now, all <laughs> over the world from Africa and lovers of Africa, even lovers of the sport, there are more than a billion people. So either by um, ethnicity or by whatever it is, we need to put our support towards um, Kingsley's um, Paralympics top three goal. So either way, he must come home with something. Now they hear me, he must come home with something. So that is my, that is my own support for you. And um, what we'll do is, as we've earlier mentioned, we will like create maybe a GoFundMe page where we we'll link it to your what is what was the name of your site? So Lagos to Tokyo. Lagos to Tokyo. Yeah. yeah so we'll drive. Yeah. So we'll drive all traffic towards towards you and then see how the support goes because I believe that we are hundred percent, two hundred percent, three hundred percent behind you. Thank you very and, much. Um, we'll make sure that we'll make sure that your dream of the top three and changing perspectives regards even the next man 
the next guy that thinks he's disabled next door, that thinks that he can't even do anything, with you being on the podium and from Africa. Yeah, so yeah, talent means, Yeah, so you'll be inspiring them because there's so much talent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. regardless of the ability, everyone is talented, so. Yeah, and, and the rest of the world, they're all developing everybody. So, you know, we also need to, we need to catch up. And, you know, so we send footballers around the world and uh, we, we have para, you know, para sports. We have, you know, everything from, from wheelchair basketball uh, to rowing uh, to so many, you know, weightlifting. So many sports um, cover the full spectrum. And, and, you know, so, yeah, so developing everybody uh, to, to achieve their potential because we all encourage each other, you know. So if I can do it, you can definitely do it, you know. So, uh, in my opinion, it's a good course, absolutely. Yeah, and it has to do with this as well. What you tell you, what you actually tell yourself. Yes, mindset, absolutely. Good. good. Yeah. So, Kinsley, I am very grateful to be in your presence today. It is oh, an amazing feat that you have. Course. What you've what you've achieved, it is it's making over a billion people proud. So, you are already a hero. And uh, we will find we will we will we will try our best to make sure that uh, we give you all the support. I'm quite confident that we can give you all the support that you need. So within within now and six months time. So mm -hmm. um, without any further ado, we'll start kicking off stuff. Thank you very much. Towards making I, I look, you prepare properly. Awesome. I look forward to keeping you updated, and yeah. hopefully. I'll be back again to your podcast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely in three months' time, we'll, we'll yes. revisit, we'll revisit your progress. And um, maybe this time it's going to be a one-on-one um, -on -one where we either will come to Malo or we go, we yeah. come visit you in um, Portugal yes. Yes. and see yes. how you're doing over there. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, so keep up to date. And yes. guys, listen, what, um, what Kinsley has achieved is no mean feat. If you if you have focused for even ninety days, you know what I'm talking about. Not to talk about being focused, mentally prepared for four okay. years, five years. Now he has done it. He has achieved the qualification of, of going to the Paralympics in um, in Tokyo, August 2020. Now he wants to step it up. He has taken Africa to the um, to the world show now, but now he needs to step it up. Now with your support. He just wants to be more focused and get, he can do that. He said he can do that. And I believe that he can do that. So now he wants to, if you look at his track record from, um, from October to now, he has um, gone up his ranking to the eighth place in the world. So now he wants to take it to the top three in the next six months, which I know he can. So for, we just need to be more supportive of this guy and um, show more love, show more encouragement, and push him up. When he can't push himself, we have to keep pushing him to make sure that, listen, we are 120% behind you, we are 200%, we are 1,000% we are behind you to make sure that we know you're already a winner, but whatever you want to take it to, we are behind you. So you the, um, the website is um, lagostotokyo.com. What is the website again, please? Yes, that's correct. Yes, from Lagos to Tokyo. Lagos to Tokyo, one word, dot com. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so yeah. um, if you check on if you check on the link, you see um, a donate page, a GoFundMe page. 
whatever it is there, whatever you can do to support this ministry, support this movement. Any last word, Kingsley, before we wrap up? I'm just so happy to be on your, on your show and thanks for uh, spreading the word. And you know, I'm dedicated to the work and the work is um, ongoing. And uh, so I look forward to updating people and letting you know. So if you go to lagos2tokyo.com, you will see um, uh, some of the videos. So, so just so you can see what it looks like um, and, and the journey and the story and, and so on. So you know, I'll, I'll be keeping you updated. And I'm sure I'll be back um, to, to speak with Victor so we can see where we are. <laughs> definitely so thanks, thanks this, is your, this is your home the diaspora chiefs community will definitely be behind you and then uh, we are grateful for your for your time today we need to let you go now because you are a champion so we don't want to take training. too much of your time <laughs> go back to training and let us do the work for you <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much all right thank, thank you very much wow. Kinsley. all right bye, bye. bye.